Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Well, hello, welcome back to another episode. Guys, this is my very last episode for 2020. How exciting is that? We made it through a year and this has been such a privilege and such a joy for me to do for you guys each week. So I'm just, I'm really excited to be here. Um, Today I wanted to talk about the new year because let's face it, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, weight loss or health, you know, they really, they do, they top the charts. We tend to get very motivated when it comes to January 1st. And I think it's because there is the hope that a new beginning will lead to a new outcome. There is literally no difference between January 1st and December 29th. No difference besides the day on the calendar. But there is so much hope that encircles January 1st that we get really excited about the opportunity for a fresh start or a new beginning. And so I wanted to talk about that today because I think that is where so many of my clients get stuck. I actually titled this podcast, Don't Be a Linda. And I'm using one of my clients as a as an example for what we're going to talk about today, her name is not Linda. I chose to use a different name to protect her identity. If your name is Linda, I'm just going to apologize right now. I am not referring to you. I just made up the name. You know, part of me was like, don't be a Karen. But, you know, that name has been used for 2020 and for other reasons. And I'm not going to bring that into the nutrition world. But I'm going to title this Don't Be a Linda because... Well, let me explain. So recently, I have had a client that I'm working with, and we started to reminisce about how long we have known each other. And honestly, guys, this is probably one of my favorite parts of my job. Like there are so many things I enjoy about my job, but I love walking alongside of my clients um, through different phases of their life. So I have seen clients date go to engagement, get married, have a child. Uh, It is just such a privilege to see people go through different stages of their life. Um, I've worked with people who have moved, who have changed jobs. Um, Again, just a great privilege. But with every new circumstance comes new challenges. And so I think a lot of people, they want to, you know, they want to learn about nutrition in like three visits or less you know, get all the tips, get all the, the, the tools and fix themselves in just a few visits. And unfortunately, that's not how this works. With every new circumstance, with every new decade, 
there comes new challenges, right? For women, we know this. Our metabolisms are not the same in our 40s and 50s as they were in our 20s and 30s. And so our nutrition needs change. Our, our vitamin and mineral nutrients change. Our macronutrients change. How many carbs and proteins and fats we need in order to feel our best. And so nutrition is a lifelong journey. And that is where, again, I get so much satisfaction because I get to walk alongside of a lot of you. Now, I will say that this particular client, we're going to call her Linda, that I've been working with, um, we started reminiscing about how long we've known each other. And it made me start thinking because I was looking at her chart and I realized we have been working at one particular goal for a really long time. And so this goal that my friend Linda had was to journal. She has it in her head that if she journals perfectly, this will help her lose weight. And I started noticing that this pattern of journaling has kind of crept up in her chart over and over again throughout the years. And it made me think, wait a second, we're so focused on, you know, honing in and perfecting this one goal that it actually has kept us stuck and not having any forward movement over the past couple years. And so that's what we're talking about today, this idea of perfection, where we think it has to all look perfectly in order for us to be able to move on to the next phase. We have all these ideas in our head of what we think our diet should look like, what we want it to look like, and we want it to be perfect. And when it's not perfect, we just say, well, we got to try all over again. We have to start all over again at the beginning because I was perfect for maybe two days. I messed up on the third. So now I got to start all over again. And that's what we think for January 1st on this magical day of the calendar called January 1st, everything is going to be perfect. And I want to see how long I can keep it perfect before I screw it up. And some of you can do that for a week. Some of you can do that for, you know, two weeks. Some of you can do that for one day. And then you mess it up and you're like, see, not successful again. So because I'm not successful, I might as well just eat whatever I want. Because tomorrow I'll start again. Do you guys ever do that? I know I personally used to fall into that trap all the time. I wanted everything to look so perfect. And if that perfection coincided with a January 1st calendar date, oh, I thought everything was just going to work out perfectly. And it turns out that the same challenges I had in December are the same challenges I had in January. And waiting for that perfectionism to manifest itself never happened. And not only would days go by or weeks go by, months go by, but years could potentially go by without any forward progress because we're still stuck in the mentality that we're waiting for perfection. And if and only when perfection occurs, then we'll be successful. And so today, 
I am here to talk about that and to tell you, stop, stop, stop with that mentality because it is keeping you locked in your current diet loop. Until you are able to look at your diet and say, mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are part of the process. Mistakes are where I learn and not to fear mistakes and fear messy you are going to stay in this loop. I guarantee it. We have to break the perfectionistic all or nothing mentality if we want long-term success when it comes to our health. We are going to make mistakes. So when it comes to your New Year's health goal, and I know you have this vision of what you think it should look like and what you want it to look like, I am going to help you right now break through that mindset so you can have success all year round, not just on the perfect days. All right. What can be really helpful is a journal. And when I say journal, I am not looking for perfection. I am just looking for where are the things, you know, that food choices are going really well and where are they going off plan? So my client, Linda, who wanted a perfect journal, how she defined a perfect journal was it was filled out every single time she ate something and it was filled out exactly the way she wanted it to look. How many of you can resonate with that? In order for the journal to be perfect, it has to one, be completely filled out, and two, it has to have everything on it that's healthy. Otherwise, you screwed up, you messed up, and we have to start all over again. That is not what we're doing here. The whole point of a journal is to bring awareness and ownership. Awareness and ownership must precede change. And a journal is a great tool to help you do that. But If you do not fill it out completely, that does not mean you failed. It just means you didn't fill it out completely that day. You do not have to start all over. You just have to try again the next day. It's not even so much that the journal is not filled out. It's the thoughts that you create about you not filling out the journal. Let me give you an example. I didn't fill out my journal the way I want it to be or the way I want it to look. Therefore, I might as well just go eat everything else tonight because tomorrow I'm going to be perfect. It's not the fact that you didn't fill out the journal right. It's your response to not filling out the journal the right way or how you envisioned it should look. It was the response of, therefore, I'm going to eat whatever I want that's screwing up your diet. It's not the fact that you didn't fill out the journal completely or accurately. It's the thought you had about not creating the or not completing the journal accurately. Do you see the difference? We have it in our head that it's our lack of perfection that's causing the problem. And that's not the problem at all. The problem is our response to the lack of perfection and going completely the other direction and saying, well, because it wasn't perfect, now I'm going to eat whatever I want. 
This happens all the time. I uh, was just talking to another uh, client that I worked with. And in her head, if I can't fill my journal out completely, then I might as well not even do any of it. Do you understand how, like when I say it in those words, does it sound ridiculous? And in no way am I like putting down this client or shaming this client because I'm talking about it because so many of us have this mindset. And so I want to call it out and, you know, say it out loud because then we can realize how ridiculous it sounds. Guys, I do this all the time and I... I think I've even shared this in a podcast before. I can come up with some crazy stuff in my head. I can have conversations with Jim about, I can have arguments with Jim in my head and I can feel so justified in my, in my rationale and why I'm right and he's wrong. But when I say those words out loud, there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds ridiculous. Why did I even have that thought? I'm saying these words out loud right now so you can realize, oh my goodness, I have that thought too. And that is not helpful at all. It is not about the lack of perfection. It's what are your thoughts about the lack of perfection? The thought, I can't continue because I can't be 100% accurate, is ludicrous. It is. There are so many things you can still do now even if you aren't at a spot where you can fill out a journal 100% accurately and completely. Another mindset um, fallacy that comes into our head is, you know what, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. I do this all the time, guys, and I'm really, really working hard to break this habit where if I, you know, do something that, you know, the other day, I, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I'm going to admit this. I'm going to be completely transparent. So I have been working on not eating at night, all right? Because sometimes I get into the habit where I just want to snack at night because I totally want to numb out from everything that happened during the day. And so I'm like, oh, if I just eat a snack, I can just completely forget about everything bad that happened today. Or I'm mentally exhausted. I'm physically exhausted. And... Listen, do you want to hear what I did? I brushed my teeth because I was like, you know what? I am not going to snack tonight. And then my kids brought home a snack. And I had the choice to make. I was either going to stick to the plan of not eating at night. And I already brushed my teeth, so that should make it easier. Or I could decide that I was going to eat the dessert and have to brush my teeth again. And I chose the latter. I decided to eat the dessert and then I brushed my teeth for a second time. And in the moment I was thinking about, you know what? I'll just make the better decision tomorrow. It's fine just this one time tonight. And it really comes down to, do you want to practice, you know, on your goals or do you want to practice quitting on yourself? In that moment, I chose to practice quitting on myself and I'm not proud of it, but it happened but I also can look at it, assess it, move on versus make it into this big deal. Well, now I screwed up. Now I ate the dessert even after I brushed my teeth. So I might as well just continue eating everything in the house because tomorrow I'm going to be good. It doesn't work that way. 
If you catch yourself in that mindset, you know what, I'll just do better tomorrow. Ask yourself, why can't you do better today? Again, I just told you, I'm working on it too. So I'm working on it right alongside with you. But this is a mindset trap that I've identified in myself. When I start to say those words, I'll do it tomorrow, I am looking at that as a red flag. Nope, don't turn into that, you know, Scarlett O'Hara syndrome of, you know, tomorrow is going to be a magical day. Today, I can absolutely practice this today. So really watch out for that all or nothing mentality. Um, Be careful of if it doesn't go exactly the way I want it, then that means I can go completely the other direction. Um, I was talking to one of my clients uh, a week or so ago, and she was going away on a girls weekend. And so she said to me, you know, I don't know what my friends are going to want to eat or what restaurants they're going to want to go to. So I pretty much am just going to do whatever. And I looked at her and I was like, well, why do we have to go to extremes? Why is it either I'm completely 100% on point, on plan, doing everything, I'm in control, or if that can't happen, then it must mean that I'm just going to eat pizza and drink beer all weekend. Like, can't there be a healthy in between? She's like, well, if it's not perfect, then why bother trying? And I looked at her, I said, well... It's always worth trying, you know, eating pizza and a salad is better than just eating pizza. Isn't that a win? She's like, well, does it, will that even matter? Will that even count? Yes, it all counts. All of it counts. All the healthy decisions you make, they count. Even if you're just doing 5% better, 10% better, 15% better, that's still a win. Don't discount the little stuff because, guys, the little stuff is the big stuff. A lot of you want this magic bullet, this magic plan, this secret about weight loss. There is none. It's just doing the little stuff over and over again until that becomes who you are and that's your habit. That is the big stuff. Don't get caught in the all or nothing mentality waiting for things to be perfect. Guys, I promise you, you're going to be waiting a really long time. And then we're going to be talking at the end of December of 2021. And you're going to be like, I am no different than I was at the beginning of the year because I'm still waiting for perfection. Take my word for this one. Do not wait for perfection. Just move forward. The good, the bad, the ugly, the messy, take it all. It comes with it. Just keep moving forward. There's always something you can do. All right, so that's tip number one. Tip number two, though, is we need to learn how to assess and evaluate versus judgment. So when you look at that journal or when you look at, um, you kind of go through in your head what you did that day, it's really important to just look at facts and not put emotion into it. I overate at dinner. Period. That's it. I overate at dinner. Not, I overate at dinner. Oh, I'm such a bad person. I blew it. I was so bad today. None of that drama. I just overate at dinner. Just state facts. Take emotion out of it. 
don't make things mean something that they don't. Just because you overate at dinner doesn't mean you're a bad person. It also doesn't mean that you're never going to be successful. It just means that on this day, at this time, you overate dinner. Period. That's it. Just look at facts. And that's what evaluation does, an assessment. Don't, when you start throwing judgment into the picture, that's when you're going to start feeling really bad about yourself. And when you feel bad about yourself, guess what a lot of people's coping mechanism is? Eating. We're not going to do that this time. We're just going to evaluate and move on. Just stick with the facts. Now, something that can be really helpful is before you start assessing and evaluating your day and how you did, always look for the positive first. So you need to train your brain to look at the positives. We naturally are pessimistic. We naturally are going to look for how everything went wrong and why we're not successful. And so training your brain to look to the positive first is a really critical um, discipline that you can, you can start to um, work into your own routine. You know, it's kind of like the gratitude journal. When you write down what you're thankful for every day, your brain starts to look for things that are going right versus things that you're discontent with. It's the same thing when you're assessing your day. Look for the positives first. If your brain starts to go to, um, you know, you really screwed up dinner tonight. Okay, I will talk about dinner after I look and I find where are the places that I did really well. We have to train our brain to go to the positives first because that is our momentum and that is our motivation. If you're going to sit here and talk about all the ways that you screwed up and how everything is wrong and you're never going to get this right, that is not very motivating to keep working hard. That's like talk to quit. You're basically just talking yourself out of working hard because it's never going to be okay. It's never going to be good enough. No. No, train your brain to look for the positives first. So, you know, you're like, look, yeah, there might have been some times when everything didn't go the way I wanted it to, but look at how many places it did go right. Look at all the places that, you know, I, I made good decisions. Look for that first, and then you can go into, all right, now where were some of my challenging points and maybe what are some things I could do differently to help myself overcome them should they arise tomorrow. There's a difference. But again, we want to take the judgment out of it and we want to just state facts. The judgment is where the overeating will come. The just statement of facts makes things very, I don't want to say impersonal, but it just makes things what they are. There's no drama around it. It just is what it is. It happened. How do we know it happened? Because it did. It happened. (laughs) So that's your tip number two is assess and evaluate without judgment. And then finally, tip number three is we need to celebrate the wins. All right. So many of us get caught in that trap of it's not enough. I wish it was more. I could have done better. What? Again, not motivating. 
Celebrate the wins, both small and big. Write them down, right? Get a journal, write it down, celebrate your wins, put it next to your gratitude journal, right? Put it in your gratitude journal. How about we say that? Write down the things that you did really well and that you're really proud of when it comes to the decisions you made of your diet. We need to celebrate them. Tell somebody, tell your friend, tell your spouse, tell me. Right? Sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody what I did because I don't want to make them feel bad. Okay, then tell me. Email me. Write them down. Send me a message. S- find me on my socials. Send it to me there. I will always listen to your wins and I will always celebrate them with you because they're exciting. You should be excited. You're making progress. You're, doing cha- you're making changes. You're doing hard things. They need to be celebrated. Imagine if you did that to a child, child's in school, you know, the child learns how to write his name and you're like, eh, it could be better. You could have had better penmanship. You could have wrote your, you know, A a little bit nicer. That's all right. I wish it was better. You would never say that to a kindergartner. You would celebrate, you know, is writing your name a big deal in the big scheme of life? No, but in that moment in time, yes. That positive reinforcement gives that child, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem. For so many people, when it comes to their health or weight loss, the one thing that they're looking for is to improve their self-esteem and self-confidence. You can choose that at any point in time of this journey, but celebrating the wins is going to help you with momentum. The reason why so many people quit after the first two weeks of January is they lose steam. They lose momentum. They're not getting where they want to be as fast as they want to be because in their head, they should have dropped 10 pounds by now. That's not how this happens, right? The people that are consistently doing their work, they put their head down, they show up, they do the work messy and all, those are the ones that are the most successful. But they know how to celebrate the wins along the way. And so I am a big fan of periods. (laughs) What does that mean? When I say I'm a big fan of periods, like I didn't overeat at breakfast today, period. Where so many of my clients get messed up is they say, oh, I didn't eat my, or I ate my breakfast, but I really blew it at lunch. No commas, buts, periods. Don't self-deprecate when there are great things that you're doing, thinking that, oh, well, I don't want to get too excited if I do something good because I'm sure I'll screw it up later. If you think that, guess what you're going to do? You're going to screw up later because that's how our brains work. They look for ways to validate our thoughts. And so if you think, oh, it's just a matter of time till I blow this too, guess what? You're going to blow it. But if you get really good at looking for the positives and you get really good at celebrating your wins, it's going to help you stay motivated. All right, guys. (sighs) That was a lot of information, but a lot of good information. I want you to be successful. I want to celebrate your wins with you. So 
that is the podcast, the very last podcast for 2020. And guys, I have so many great topics coming up in January and February. I've already written everything out. So um, we are just going to hit January and February really hard. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this um, this podcast uh, in 2020 because, it, it, like I said, it's been a, a lot of fun for me. All right, let's get you to your recipe. So I'm going to give you a quick win today. All right, we're going to start with breakfast because so many of us um, were either skipping breakfast or we're not eating a good breakfast and um, help makes us feel sluggish. I know for me personally, if I'm not picking a good breakfast, it puts me into that spiral loop of, well, I already screwed up at breakfast, so I might as well just keep going. So I make it a point to really make sure that my breakfast is high protein and high produce because that's where I feel my best. I have the most energy. I have the most clarity, focus, as well as long-lasting energy. So this recipe actually comes from my book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, and it is the very first recipe in the book. It is called Make Ahead Omelets. And so these are really great because you can do these the night before. You can actually, um, I wouldn't recommend doing a week's worth ahead in the refrigerator just because a cracked egg shouldn't sit out exposed for more than 48 hours. But you can get all the other ingredients prepped and ready at the beginning of the week. And then right before you're ready to eat, just crack the egg. I mean, honestly, that's probably the easiest part of this whole recipe anyway. So this recipe is going to make two servings. And for this recipe, you're going to need some nonstick cooking spray, four eggs, a quarter cup of shredded cheese of your choice. I know I personally like cheddar, goat, or feta. And then a half a cup of finely chopped vegetables. So some examples here could be onions, peppers, tomatoes, spinach, broccoli. Uh, you can use a little bit of salt and pepper to taste. And then one tablespoon of freshly chopped basil. But again, you can use another uh, herb here if you want oregano or if you want rosemary. I'm just a big basil fan, so I'm usually going with that. So you're going to take your mason jars... All right, so again, you can use a mason jar, you can use a Tupperware container. Uh, mason jars are just cute. So you're going to spray your mason jars with cooking spray to uh, make sure that you grease it really well because if you don't, those eggs are gonna get stuck to the side and then you're going to email me and tell me how much you hate cleaning out your jars. So let's not do that. All right, after you grease your two jars, you're going to crack two eggs into each jar. And then you're going to divide the cheese and vegetables between the two jars and season with salt and pepper. Next, you're going to place the lids on the jars and shake vigorously until the eggs are scrambled and all the ingredients are combined. Now, at this point in time, you can just go ahead and stick them in the refrigerator if you're making it the night before. Um, the next morning, all you need to do is just shake it one last time and then remove the lids and microwave on high for two minutes. And you're probably going to want to check every 30 seconds after the first minute just to make sure um, that you're not overcooking. And that's when you can garnish with your fresh basil and serve it. I know in our house, we do not have a microwave. Uh, that is a podcast episode for a future time, which I would be happy to share with you. Um, 
And so what I'll do is I'll prepare all of the ingredients together in my jars. And then when it's time to cook, I'll just pour out all the ingredients into a saute pan and cook over medium heat until the eggs are set. So about four or five minutes. Um, but this is just a really quick, easy way that you can get a power punched, high protein, high protein breakfast that, um, did I say high protein, high produce? I think I said protein twice. Um, but this is just a great, easy four minute recipe if you're cooking on the stove, two minute recipe if you're cooking in the microwave, where you can really feel your best and start your day off strong. Um, because I know all of you are going to want to start 2021 off strong. So, all right, guys, that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you are looking for nutrition counseling, please check out our website, bodymetricspa.com. We have so many uh, fabulous, intelligent, talented dietitians. Um, most insurance plans do cover nutrition counseling uh, as part of the health insurance plan, as part of the preventative um, medicine. So most people get six visits, 10 visits, unlimited visits with a dietitian. Take advantage. Um, we'd be happy to verify your insurance benefits for you. Um, we have in-person and virtual appointments available. So guys, we would love the opportunity to work with you and get to know you and walk alongside of you and your journey um, in 2021 and beyond. So everyone take care. Um, have a great new year's Eve and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the nourish eat repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate review and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.